Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. Also available uh, uh, live on the Twitch for our recaps uh, every after every show. Like right now, we have 272 people all really antsy to hear our thoughts about the musical number we saw in AEW completely out of left field. Uh, but before we get into that, quick reminder, Friendo Club TV, if you haven't checked it out yet, you can do so by becoming a $5 a month and up patron a, uh, at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Throwing us a Twitch sub here at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, becoming a YouTube channel member. Five bonus episodes every week. You, me, and Alex C., uh, the, the mod. Our mod Alex C. Yeah, uh, uh, played uh, the Ghostbusters uh, extension for. Man, uh, that was a lot of fun for Rocket League. It actually was a ton of fun. I want to. I want to try that again. I want to try. Now we have again. a new story. Can we get a win with the third man, brother? With the third man, not just the third man, but in the Ghost, we have. It's a limited window that they have for that thing. So time uh, is a ticking. Time is the fire in which we burn. Oh, oh no. Oh, where'd you go? Oh, no. There there I am. There you are. The Unsolved Mysteries oh, Uncle back. Leo head was just was on the screen. I got to change that to like, I got to just take a still of this and then, you know, use that. Do, anyway. do this. There you go. I'll just take that and plop there that you in go. there. Anyways, there you go. So that's what everybody wants to, wants to talk about, obviously, because that really came out of nowhere. Uh, you got that right. It was, uh, it, it was amazing. And stupid, and uh, silly, and great. I mean, there isn't an adjective that doesn't work for it. You disappeared again. It, it was so great. My video keeps on plunking out. There we go. I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask about it because I don't like musicals. Oh yeah, across the board. I could admire 
Because it seemed like that was done live, like even the vocals. No, I don't know about that. Because if, the, if those vocals weren't done li live, like Jericho ha should have been talking to somebody about doing more takes. Because I, MJF's I vocal performance was actually stronger than Jericho's was. I would love to know about the, the how they pulled that one off. All right, everybody's like saying the, the vocals were not live. Was. All right. Yeah, I, that's that why was I was totally trying to find an explanation because Jericho, I mean, I know he's in a, a rock band and stuff. This is mm -hmm. a Broadway number, a different, uh, a different uh, uh, type of uh, vocal approach. Um, but like from a production standpoint, it was really good. Yeah, that whether was it was fantastic. one take, whether it was done live or, or otherwise, it was really good. It was really good from a production. If standpoint. they had pulled that off live. That would have been a feat for sure. But it was a feat regardless. I thought that this thing was absolutely look. Uh, I like when I first saw them doing it, uh, my natural inclination was to roll my eyes because I was like, oh, what the hell is this? But then when they actually did it and you see how good MJF actually can sing, which is actually pretty damn good. Like when you when you're doing the Frank Sinatra thing, uh, uh, I'm not going to say it's easy at all. Yeah, like, if you're crooning. Thought, yeah, crooning yeah. is is easier than trying to actually sing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I but you know, so many people were losing their shit about it in a positive way on Twitter. I'm sure plenty of people be losing their shit about it in a negative way. But it was different. It was it was clearly Jericho having a ton of fun, and that seems to be his mo. Put over younger guys, have lots of fun. That's Jericho's MO right now. And to come out with this musical number um, punctuated in the end with the steak punchline with some really great comedic timing from these two guys, I can't help but just give it a rave review, even if it wasn't necessarily my kind of thing. That's what I was going to say. I can appreciate it, even though I'm not a music. I don't like musicals. Except for Hamilton. Hamilton was pretty good. Grease. Grease is my shit. I love Grease. Yeah, you love Grease. I just, That's I'm just, great. I'm just not a fan of musicals. Yeah. I can appreciate it for what it is. I can appreciate the effort put into it, the creativity behind it, the production value, and still to say, not really my thing. Okay, but wait, why Hamilton, though? Why Hamilton? Because the music's really good. But, okay, so that's the... But, man, the soundtrack to Grease is amazing. Why wouldn't you yeah, like Grease that? Is, Grease is pretty good, too. It's the word. Uh, Grease is the word, Steve. Um... <laughs> Like because Hamilton, even though it's you know the story that's set in the 1770s, musically it's very contemporary. Whereas a lot of Broadway shows, oh, like I Broadway see. musicals, okay. very specific genre. Yeah, I remember you mentioned you know? that about yeah. Um, uh, whereas Hamilton, they if, deviate from that. If Cats the movie had kept the buttholes, I probably would actually have watched that movie. Yeah, I might have too. They took the buttholes out though, the genitalia and the buttholes. Uh, so uh, so yeah. Uh, but I mean, in terms of like, if you take your own musical predilections out of it, uh, yeah, I, I can appreciate. I can appreciate the effort, the creativity, the production. That's why I said I can appreciate it, while personally not really liking it. Within the context of being part of a pro wrestling show, on this stage, it hasn't been done before that I can really think of. I mean, they might have done some goofy shit like this back in the '80s in WWF. The only thing I think of is Vince in that pile driver <laughs> driver movie, <laughs> where he's doing yeah. a, singing "Land of a Thousand Dances" or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Trying to dance to that. Yeah, um, but you know, in in more recent history, and obviously WWE, they they tend to, with with exception, they tend to take their product pretty seriously. Or at least a bit more serious than than this would would lend, uh, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I don't I, I I appreciate that AEW tries new things, 
Um, I did roll my eyes when I saw it. But uh, but then I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty great. Because you see Jericho, he's having a good time. And MJF was giving it his all. And that's kind of a ballsy move for somebody at his age with his kind of momentum to yeah. then go and do a musical number. It's That's pretty great. That's, you know, all, all respect to that guy. Because I imagine there's pl- probably plenty of people who'd be like, uh, you know, that's going to kill my character. Oh, yeah, that's going to kill my character, you know. Um, character assassination, you know. It's character assassination, you know. But uh, but no, kudos to those guys because uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. it was pretty. It was really good. well done. It was well yeah. done. Just yeah. not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I thought it was a really strong episode of Dynamite tonight, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, they keep teasing some sort of uh, cleaner esque turn for Kenny. <laughs> oh yeah, his entrance was amazing. It was amazing in that it really wasn't that. Like those, the 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 we got the, a game show theme that yeah. preceded his his actual theme song. The cleaner girls were so half-assedly dancing; it was like intentionally, like trying so hard. Like it was like intentionally trying hard to be a, 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 a spectacle and failing so hard at being spectacle, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. it just seems like Kenny right now. Kenny basically is a tryhard right now because yeah. he's like. You know, he's criticizing Hangman. He's he's trying to devalue Hangman, talking down about tag team wrestling. Um, it's hilarious to see him do this. And, of course, he, you know, killed Sonny Kiss in, in seconds. Yeah, yeah Justin Roberts basically lists every one of his accomplishments as a singles wrestler. Yeah, and he didn't mention the tag team, uh, his tag team accolades, which is pretty funny, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was good. Yeah, I thought even, dude, I'll be honest, even the, uh, I thought that, uh, Eddie Kingston and Mox. I thought that, you know, the very simplistic nature of how they helped build that this week mm-hmm. was really effective. I really mm-hmm. like, I really like the video. I liked Eddie on uh, on commentary tonight to push that as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really strong stuff. And we can just start from the beginning and, uh, and well, go I from say there. apart from one scary uh, moment, uh, Phoenix versus Pentagon was as advertised. Fantastic. Uh, that yeah, there were two scary moments tonight. Um, the second one I actually missed because I guess I turned my head or I don't know Alabama was throwing a ball at my head or something uh, with with uh, Reynolds. Uh, yeah, but yeah, when we got to talk about AEW uh, k- keeping these matches going when these guys are all effed up. Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec, but first it started off with Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. It's a good match too. Yeah, really fun match. Uh, you know, we know the story. Of this one's going to be Jungle Boy trying to chop Wardlow down. Because he's big man, although he's only like six one according to Wikipedia, which is like really? I figured he'd be like at least six three, but uh, according to Wikipedia, I mean, I guess in in relation to most of the other talent in AEW, he yeah, is, yeah, you know, yeah, because even Cody mentioned that tonight during his interview. He said, "Well, yeah, this is kind of a light heavyweight company." Hey, um, that's a great way to put it, though. You know, I put on extra weight to to squarely move up into the heavyweight realm, and then he referred to himself as the giant killer of that AEW. Was, that was pretty funny, like, yeah. Slow down a bit, Cody. No, I like that. I like that. I I really hope. I really hope that they would have gone full bore when he re- came back with that. Like you know, he had the dark hair, taking himself very seriously, and then he continues that route. Oh, I'm the giant killer. Well, Darby Allen clearly is not a giant, so that's going to be. Neither is Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, so, so anyways, now, like like if Cody dubs himself the giant killer now, now he he goes up against anybody who weighs 190 pounds or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
pretty much for all yeah. future uh, TNT title uh, matches. Well, maybe maybe you know for some matches he can add a comma. He's a giant killer. Anyways, uh, so yeah, there was a really crazy. Uh, t- it was like a top. Does does Wardlow his F five? Does he call that? Who doesn't somebody F10. call his the F ten? He calls it F ten. Okay, yes, yeah, F ten. So he goes for a top like a top rope one, and in a really scary, but they pulled it off. Uh, uh, properly, uh, 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 Jungle Boy was able to counter that to Arana, um, and then after that, Jungle Boy got like a double knee stomp from the top onto Wardlow. That was pretty cool. But in the end, Wardlow basically just threw Jungle Boy into the end for into the air for a F10, got three off that, so he advances. Oh, the, the bit on the ramp where Jungle Boy was going for the the slingshot DT, and Wardlow catches him, and then F10s him back on the ring, and then F10s him again. That was great. That was good stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, Wardlow's, Wardlow's fun to watch. Yeah, he's coming along pretty well. Uh, after mm. that, we get a Kingston Mox recap. And it's announced here that they'll have a match at full gear, an I quit match for the title. And then they both drop promos tonight, really hyping up why that I quit stipulation means something. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it started with this recap because Eddie's been going on. You know, I never got eliminated from the Battle Royal, and I never quit. Mm hmm. When I faced you, Mox, I passed out, but I never quit. Uh, so Mox is up first with a promo, says, you know, hey, I used to love Eddie Kingston. Uh, Mox says, I keep a tight circle, but he loves Eddie's integrity because he never changed. But now he doesn't know who this guy is. He's whiny. Um, and then Mox says, I'm not going to apologize for grinding, working, you know, wrestling a thousand matches, making money to make a better life for my family, a life that I never had growing up. Um, he says he's embarrassed by Eddie's response to his loss. He's going to end this at full gear uh, he's going to make eddie say i quit and he's going to beat him until he gets his friend back mm-hmm. or essentially or he ends him mm-hmm. yeah yeah i thought this was really cool stuff mm-hmm. um it was just it was short effective i can watch eddie say anything he could sell he could sell any match i feel like eddie it'll be yeah yeah for sure um after that we had uh, a couple we had like Three minutes of uh, the Kenny Omega show, the Kenny Omega spectacle. Well, we mentioned this already. He had a couple of uh, dancing ladies with their with their brooms because he's the cleaner, and uh, some really kind of. But he's not he's not full on cleaner yet. I mean, yeah, it's it's a reference to it, but I mean, clearly he's not no leather jacket, no aviators. I don't know what he considers the delineation between, you know, like, is I think he this, the cleaner? I think it's just trolling people because people want the cleaner back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He probably wants to do something new, but he's just trolling them. But yeah, he has like this game show music that's playing. And meanwhile, he's like silhouetted in front of a screen or behind a screen in one of the tunnels. Mm-hmm, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, anyways, yeah, uh, Joey Janela, because of the COVID pos- uh, positive incident. Uh, with the collective, uh, he's quarantined for 14 days, not necessarily because he's been t- tested positive, but because I think he wrestled a guy who was tested positive. So they're staying safe. Uh, so Sonny Kiss was his replacement, um, but it didn't matter because uh, uh, Kenny Omega destroyed Sonny Kiss in moments. <laughs> v trigger, yeah. one winged angel. Yeah. That's it. And then Kenny, with the most arrogant, lackadaisical pin and the look on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after the match yeah good stuff well then he goes over and checks on Sonny helps Sonny up raises Sonny's hand and then kind of awkwardly gives Sonny a hug <laughs> before leaving yeah so yeah. 
who knows uh, where this is going. I missed the very beginning of this. So you mentioned this already, uh, the Cody and Arn interview. Well, before that, there was a brief little Orange Cassidy interview. Oh, oh, um, I didn't. Okay, I was where he was asked about you know the title limit draw, and he just says, "Well, sometimes call go, call goes your way, sometimes they don't." Mm-hmm. And then he's asked about preparation for his match against Cody next week, and he says, "Well, we're on to Cincinnati," and Tony says, "No, it's gonna be here in Jacksonville," and Cassie just says, "Whatever." <laughs> this is what it is. Anyways, Cody and Arn interview, so they're arriving at the arena. Uh, he's asked about Cody's asked about a rematch against Orange Cassidy. Uh, Cody says he's not surprised at this rematch. He's surprised how quickly it's happening, how quickly AEW wanted it to happen. Says there might be a stipulation added. Says uh, Orange couldn't win last week. Doesn't see him winning next week either. And then Dosh asked him about why he put on 14 pounds of muscle, and that's when he said that he wants to shift squarely into heavyweight territory because uh, AEW is more of a light heavyweight uh, promotion, essentially. He says he's basically AEW's giant killer. He benches uh, beating uh, Archer. Brody Lee, Brody, so on. Yeah. Wardlow. Uh, B says, today uh, it's my day off, so I'm just going to sit and watch mm-hmm. this AEW title tournament because he can't be in it. Mm-hmm. He says, today I'm just going to be an EVP. It's my day off. Which is it, Cody? Uh, so after that, we had an Eddie Kingston Man, this was uh, good. video. Yeah, and he was like, you know, he talked about how great his, uh, his family is. He said Moxley would want to beg. Moxley's going to end up begging WWE to take him back. Uh, he said, you know what, man, you're right. About all those things that I've become, bitter, a snake, a liar. He said, you know, I can't look at myself in the mirror. I hate who I've become. But you know why? He said, I had to become those things. Because when I wasn't those things, it got me nothing. Because the ends justify the means. And he said, I quit match. I never quit at nothing in my life. You're going to have to go to a deep, dark place to get me to quit. He says, that's where I live. I live mm-hmm. in that place. Yeah. So uh, pretty good. That's after pretty that, good. we had his best friend, uh, Penta El Cero M, versus uh, his uh, hermano, Ray Phoenix. Uh, Eddie was on commentary for this. And uh, with the exception of the moment where Pentagon clearly got knocked out. I'm sorry, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix clearly got knocked out. Which, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I, I, it, I mean, clearly he was able to. See, I don't know, know if he got knocked out because he never had that moment. He was just out, like on his back, out. He was seeing. He was seeing stars. He got he his was, bell rung. He was talking to to the ref. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pentagon hit him with a DDT, which clearly the most gentle, gentle he, DDT. Oh, and now you know it. It, it was. Nice to watch because man, with him he was he was being very gentle. Like everything was yeah. very safe, and he was talking to him the entire time. And eventually, yeah. he was able to put together some fantastic moves. Uh, he's able to shake the cobwebs out. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's scary, man. When that kind oh, of stuff is. happens, especially you know? they go back up to the top rope after that. And like, there's yeah. one spot where Penta I think kicks Phoenix off the top rope, and Phoenix is like kind of unsteady getting up there, but. You know, then the thought hits your head. Well, is it part of that? Like in 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 the midst of this, yeah, maybe Phoenix got his bell rung a bit. But in the midst of this, maybe is it a situation where like, okay, I'm fine. Can we milk this a little bit? You know, and that's the thing we don't know. And it, but you're absolutely right. But as as a as a fan of these wrestlers, you know, and especially honestly, like you, you look back at their paper at that last pay per view 
the Matt Hardy thing when clearly that needed to stop. Yeah, yeah there's there, there no reason that match should have carried on. At that None. point, you're kind of losing the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you are. I know, I know. And uh, I know. and for this to happen now, um, it, it's just, it's you know, you're sort of like, okay, come on, man, y'all need to do better. But again, he was able to finish the match. Some huge, you know, he did a Spanish fly. Yeah, once he hit that, I was like, I, okay, I guess he's probably all right. Yeah, I figured the same thing. But yeah, that, that moment you were talking about, you, you're just thinking to yourself. And that's the thing. That sort of takes me out of the match. When I'm thinking to myself, is this guy selling or is this guy actually out? And I understand it's a complex thing. I understand that they're doing a simulated fight. They're supposed to act like they're getting beat up. But when it's obvious that something did happen, then it's just you're thrown out of the match and you're just yeah. your concern takes over, you know? Yeah. But yeah, once that Spanish fly happened, I'm like, all right, I hope, I feel like. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now. All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's got it back, you know, because then there was that crazy flipping pop-up oh powerbomb thing that Pentagon hit. That was great. Yeah. He the snaps Phoenix's arm. And it's funny because earlier in the match, before the, 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 the spot happened where he got his bell rung, there was that fantastic chop-off, yeah. um, which, was, which was really, really good stuff. And it's not even like the chops were all that amazing. It was just the way they were selling it. Um, and, you know, it's brother versus brother. Really, so much. really strong stuff, yeah. That uh, sl- that springboard sling blade that Penta did too was pretty cool. Pretty mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, uh, Penta snaps Phoenix's arm, and Phoenix stands up for a bit, sells it, falls to his knees, and Penta seems hesitant to to follow up. Um, and then uh, Eddie says, "Oh, did you hear Pentagon? He said uh, t- told Phoenix he was sorry, so he charges him. Uh, Pentagon charges Phoenix, and out of nowhere." Phoenix hits the super crazy elaborate Canadian destroyer to get the win. Yeah, it's yeah, it was absolutely it was insane. nuts. It, it was, was nuts, super nuts. So we're gonna get 
was it where this is the so Kenny still isn't Kenny still the the mega, mega champion? champion? Yeah, they, uh, Justin Roberts mentioned that in his introduction. Phoenix yeah. preceded him, right? Yep, yep. Kenny okay. beat him for it. Nice. This is so the first time get... they've had a match one on one match in AEW, though. Yeah, right, right. So this is going to be just insane, unless unless I really hope they don't continue a thread where Kenny basically gets to breeze through the tournament and Hangman has to basically work every, I mean, how many matches you can have? What, uh, uh, like three matches, like, you know, 20 minute matches every single time. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if that's, that's, it fits. I don't want to see either. I want to see Kenny and Penta go 15 minutes, you know, because they can put on a brilliant bout. Mm-hmm. I mean, if what we saw tonight is any indication, the story is going to be, Kenny stepped back back into the singles world with ease, seamlessly. Yeah. Whereas Paige, to a degree, I mean, his match against Colt was competitive, but I never felt like, you know, they they managed to do enough to make me think that Colt was going to win. Essentially, Paige has to relearn how to be a singles wrestler again. Mm-hmm. He's got to work for it, and Kenny does it. Yep. That's yep. that's the thing. Um. So I mean, I look. I, I would like to think that there's a, a way you can sort of have your cake and eat it too, like. A different way you can advance that particular story because I think it's a strong one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, after that we had uh, the a video package promoting uh, Miro and Kip against the best friends uh, over the the video game console, the Allen. The Kip refers to it as. Yeah, it's yeah. all really silly stuff. I like everybody involved though, so it's cool. But it's all really silly stuff. It is really silly stuff. Uh, and then after that, we had Hangman Page versus Colt Cabana. Uh, really, really, really great match, but uh, a really fun match anyways. Uh, but yeah, again, Hangman, I, what was the, the final time cue? I heard that there was a voiceover, but I didn't hear what he said, what the like the final time was on this Aww. match. But it was close to it because like they had announced. I don't know if they had announced this previously that the matches are going to be 20 minutes. Uh, there's a 20-minute time limit. And if the 20 minutes expires, nobody goes on Advances, their opponent yeah. would a get draw. a buy yeah a draw yeah yeah so yep. yeah uh hangman ended up taking uh colt ended up taking hangman uh pretty much almost to the to the limit um in the end hangman uh beat colt with uh, uh the the um uh, buckshot lariat yeah a head fake with it too mm-hmm. yeah that was cool i like that but um so yeah, so yeah, he's gonna have a Wardlow next week. I mean, maybe that in itself is kind of the story. Like Kenny isn't gonna have the brute force of a Wardlow coming mm-hmm. down on him. I mean, he's gonna have Phoenix, who's basically a cruiserweight, um, to contend with. But Wardlow just has you know. Here's those the thing: on them, on them has a point here. I hadn't thought of this. Is Kenny beat a tag team wrestler, mm. whereas Paige faced a singles guy. And and Colt, then, yeah. And next week it's going to be the same thing. The same now I know situation. I know Ray Phoenix is a really accomplished singles wrestler in his own right, but AEW's universe, he's a tag team wrestler. He's known as yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um. So after that, uh, we had Team Taz. <laughs> they all came out, and uh, first order of business for Team Taz. Taz calls out Will Hobbs. Hey, we haven't heard from you yet. Why don't you answer my phone calls? I've been sending you some electronic mail. Why don't you get back at me? Slide into my DMs, Will Hobbs. Uh, he's also mad about Darby Allen getting a TNT title shot. 
He burns his ass, he says. Yeah, and he says uh, Tony Khan called him to his office and said, you know, if Ricky Starks had beat Darby Allen, he would have got that title shot instead. <laughs> and then Starks had a pretty good promo talking about how he continually gets the rug pulled out from underneath him. He says somebody's going to pay for Darby getting the title shot. But he says it's not going to be AEW. It's not going to be Tony Khan. It's going to be you, Darby. He says no when or where, but when we meet again, I'm putting you in the grave. Oh, man, I love Ricky Starks. He's really he's, good. He's so good, man. He's so, so before good. before the Team Taz bit, there was a brief little Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy thing where Sammy Guevara had like a wall of Matt Hardy pictures and stuff with red paint all over. It was pretty cheesy. <laughs> I didn't even write that. It was really quick. It was super quick. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Sam. Sammy. Probably, he's probably thinking to himself, man, I have a feud with like the legendary Matt Hardy, and it's Dinks. <laughs> I will say this, at least for the blow off, they're doing elite deletion. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not gonna have another match like a real match. Yeah, that'll so be hopefully, fun. In, in a, hopefully a more controlled environment, like yeah. set. <laughs> yeah, they should be building Maybe this. Maybe no one will get hurt. With like elite deletion vignettes. Instead of this cheesiness. <laughs> they replayed that bit where he said, uh, it was me. It was me all along. Like, he did not want to say that line. Well, yeah, he knew how awful it was. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had the steak dinner debonair. So it opens with them. <laughs> like, it, awkward. They're awkward. They it's obviously haven't been talking. Jericho's drinking some bubbly. 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 Uh, uh, MJF's got a, a, a glass of red wine. They, they order. MJF says, I want a 20-ounce porterhouse baked potato on the side. I want it well done. And the Jericho says, I want a 20-ounce porterhouse, also with baked potato on the side. I want mine medium well. And they go back and forth, ordering their steaks rarer and rarer and rarer until Jericho says, I want my steak blue, which I guess <laughs> is less than rare. Rarer than rare. Yeah. I guess so it's still like purple on the inside. <laughs> so then Jericho is like, what are we doing? We've been sitting here for 20 minutes. We haven't talked. Inner Circle is having a town hall next week to f- decide whether you're going to be in the Inner Circle or not. But what's even the point now? Uh, and then MJF's like, hey, we're the two top stars in wrestling. Why not work together? The Le Champion and the ratings ruler. Jericho says the rating ruler sucks. The name sucks. It's got as much chance as getting over as Orange Cassidy. And they both say Orange Cassidy at the same time. And then MJF's like, see, imagine us working together. And then they get up, they start singing, the curtains behind them part. There's some dancers behind there. It's a full-on musical number. It's essentially uh, what, Me and My Shadow, that song, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the lyrics rewritten uh, to reflect current AEW storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was really well produced, well done. Yeah, it was, you know, it had like the, the you know, the Steadicam and, uh, mm-hmm. and or the Dolly, whatever they put it on. And, uh, and there was some funny, girls. there was some funny, funny couplets in there. A couple funny lyrics. The lines were funny, and they it, there was no. This would not have worked if no, there's no way Jericho was ever going to be self conscious about this thing. I guarantee it was his deal. Oh yeah, you know. But MJF was like what twenty four, twenty five, something like mm-hmm. that. At that age, with the amount of success he's had, to put yourself out there. And not come off like, you know, uh, uh, I'll never forget. It's the funniest thing to see how far he's come. But uh, Snoop Dogg and nothing but a G thing or even deep cover the videos for those. He's looking at the floor the entire time. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't mm-hmm. know what to do with his hands. Mm-hmm. And it'd be easy for somebody to be like, oh, this is out of my wheelhouse. I'm not into this. Yeah. Um, but but he, rightly, he was he was into it the entire time. Yeah, rightly. He just dove right in and, and, and gave it his all. Because, you know, if he was timid, seemed timid, acted timid, uh, it seemed like he wasn't into it. And that came across on camera. Couldn't have pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyways, they finish up their musical number. They sit down. They cut their steaks. Neither are cooked. <laughs> and he's like, this this looks terrible. And Jericho's like, yeah, this, this we can't eat this. We got to send this back. And he's like, yeah, we do. And they turn around, and they both call for a Velma, Thelma, whatever. Thelma, Thelma, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, after that, we had Britt Baker versus Kylan King. Uh, Kylan King put up a little bit of a fight. The biggest takeaway here is that Tony called Brit a B. He said she's a vindictive B. Wow, man! If that, I'm really hoping that gets back to Britt Baker next week. Tensions rising. I want to hear her. To, that's my one of my favorite storylines in AEW. Tony's gonna get a sternly worded note from uh, Doctor Baker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, Britt won this. Uh, hit a, a, a stomp. Preceded by a fisherman neckbreaker, and after the stomp, she gets a glove from Rebel Lockjaw. Kylan King taps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next week looks to be a pretty loaded show too. You get uh, Hangman Page versus Wardlow and Phoenix versus Kenny Omega in uh, tournament action. Mm. Ty Conti versus Abaddon. Mm. Seen Abaddon on Dynamite in a while. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, Inner Circle Town Hall and then Cody versus Orange Cassidy in a lumberjack match because earlier on uh, during an a interview with uh, Dark, Cir- Dark Circle, Dark Order, um, uh, 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 John Silver said, like, next time Cody's around, all the Dark Order come and beat him up. Um, so this is going to be a lumberjack match in order to prevent Dark Order from interfering. Mm. And they also announced here that uh, Sammy versus Matt Hardy in the Elite Deletion will happen at full gear. Oh, so hold on a second. Zero Cool says, hey, guys, he called her the baddest bitch in AEW. I thought he said the most vindictive. Okay, never mind. Maybe I heard it wrong. I just heard him use the B word on Brit, and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, uh, so, yeah, after that, did Steve-O get uh, some surgery on his vocal cords? I don't know, man. He's had a rough. He's had a rough go of, of things, you know, over the last few, last you know, twenty years. Well, yeah, he's super, sometimes as you get yeah. older, your voice just gets gruff. Yeah, maybe this he used to so different. You know, what it reminded me of Kurt Angle. Al Pacino. Had, uh, no, no. Why would you say that? Well, because Al Pacino used to have like a pretty high pitched voice, and now yeah, he talks like this. His voice was like this back in the day, and now he talks like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying as you get older, especially like if you smoke or something, your voice can really change. That's a good. That's a good point. I was. It, it made me think of uh, uh, Kurt Angle. He actually had surgery, like on his. I think near or on. I think it was like near his vocal cords, and so it affected his vocal cords. Yeah. And so I remember watching him when he came back to TNA, and his. It was like if you close your eyes, you'd never think that's Kurt Angle. Now I hear him. Hmm. And it's like okay, I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. But like, if you listen to him when he first was in WWF, it's complete. It's a completely different voice than it is now. I mean, if if I if I didn't know this is Steve-O and I closed my eyes and I heard that voice, I'd say, "Oh, that's Steve-O," because the cadence of his speech is still the exact same. He still has oh, enough man. inflection. You of, have a better you have better ears than I do because I uh, never uh, would have told Steve-O. Oh, totally Steve-O. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, so he introduces this little bit with Darby Allen. Darby Allen uh, gets into a body bag. And he just launches himself off a half pipe. 
uh, a skateboard half pipe. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, probably didn't feel all that great. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, after that, uh, main event oh, time. Yeah, the main event time. Your main event. Uh, it was uh, Butcher and the Blade versus Private Party versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver versus the Young Bucks. FTR was on commentary. It was a fun match. Um, the the bit towards the end, especially when uh, all the other teams, save for the Young Bucks, were uh, seemingly on the verge of victory, only for a member, if not both members, of Young Bucks uh, to run the ring to break up the pin. Everybody got moments to to showcase their skills to dominate for a little bit. So it was, a, it was a pretty fun showcase for AEW tag team wrestling. Bummed out Reynolds and Silver didn't win. I hope Alex Reynolds is okay. I haven't heard anything uh, regarding his condition. Um, but uh, uh, Young Bucks, they, they, they referenced how Private Party beat the Young Bucks at the previous, you know, at the, the tag team tournament where uh, uh, they broke up a Meltzer driver and then uh, one member of the Young Bucks got rolled up. They tried to do that same sequence, except this time Matt reverses it. And, and he pins uh, uh, Mark Quinn, I believe. Sorry, Cassidy. Isaiah Cassidy to get the win. So they'll be taking on FTR at full gear. Uh, FTR heads to the rings with a couple of beers. Off from the Young Bucks. I don't believe the Young Bucks ingest alcohol. Bucks slap the beers from their hands. Uh, someone comes from behind, is to- totally, totally Blanchard. Uh, hits Young Bucks with the chair. FTR starts beating them down. Uh, FTR and uh, uh, Mass Tully Blanchard hit a spike pile driver on Nick, and then the chair is put around Matt's ankle. Cash Wilder, uh, Cash Wilder, <laughs> <laughs> Cash Wheeler jumps off the second rope, stomps in the chair, and then Tully unmasks himself. Of course, it was Tully the whole the whole time. Oh, so G Sith. I don't know why I'm obsessing about this, but I want to get it right. G Sith said that. Uh, uh, Jr. called her the called her the baddest bitch. Yeah, yeah, and Tony called her a vindictive bitch. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to see more Tony and Britt Baker. So, okay, uh, so uh, we got a, a potential update on Alex Reynolds here. Our Lopez Ortiz has just saw a video of him walking away, so he seems to be okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Um. Okay, cool. That's good. Yeah, it says Cody. Uh, some who said this? Cody. Yeah, Jorge says Cody checked on the end of the show. Okay, good. Good, good. good, um, good. And then, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Did you mention what happened after the match? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, dude. Where do you see? So, we haven't talked about this. They break his leg. Uh, there are varying. The severity of a spot like this can vary from spot to spot. Sometimes they're back the next week. Sometimes they sell it for like ages. Um, how do you think this can factor into their match? The injury angle I thought of less as opposed to the youngest bucks have been uh, have been dicks of late. Mm-hmm. Super kicking people at random, so on and so forth. They haven't been nice to anybody. They're they're being general assholes. The beatdown they received tonight. Was a beatdown a babyface or babyface team would receive at the hands of a heel team? Yeah, and that was more than what I came away with. It is everything was okay. Wait, so the Bucks have been uh, heel to kind of turn heel for what five weeks now? Now they finally got their match against FTR. They gonna do the whoop, babyface turn here? Mm. I don't know. I think that I I 
I think that uh, what is it? Full Gear is coming up. Mm-hmm. I think that Full Gear is going to be the first of probably several. I mean, I don't know. After that is Revolution in February if they stick to their schedule. Um, they could have a title switch on Dynamite, but I think this is a long story they're going to tell. The Bucks as want to be bad guys because what they're doing is very like. It's showy bad guy, super kicking innocence and throwing money at them, throwing money at their boss. It's very like rebellious teen as mm-hmm. opposed to really bad guy. Mm-hmm. I get more the f- acting out than being bad. Yeah. People. yeah, yeah, exactly. I get the feeling that they're going to lose to FTR because of that. Um, and then they'll have to come back like FTR showed them what bad guys are tonight. Um, and they'll have to come back unless they just do, oh, we're going to do this story in like three weeks um, or two weeks or whatever, which is always possible. It's always possible. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if they lost to FTR and then down the line, you know, found themselves again. Yeah. And that's when they beat them at like, you know, totally. Yeah, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make this a series kind of like the Young Bucks had with the Lucha Brothers or yeah. the AAA tag titles. That would be ideal. Uh, we got some questions here. You want to answer some, yeah? Yes. All right. A peachy tree here says, Steve-O is sober and no longer being preserved in alcohol age. It's catching up. <laughs> uh, Zach Droll, do you think the match was going to be that quick if Joey was still booked? Yes. I think that was exactly the point, just given how long Hangman went. And on top of that, if it wasn't meant to be that long, like Sonny Kiss is just such a fun wrestler to watch. Mm-hmm. They would have totally taken advantage of that. Yep. Uh, Hamish, thank you for the sub. Says, uh, you guys always do a great job every time. Too sweet. Was this a good episode of AEW tonight? It was all right. The first hour was, pretty, was, was fun. Oh, that um, was a decent episode yeah. through and through. I can't think of anything that I was not into. Uh, James Fletcher, uh, who has had the biggest improvement? And who are you disappointed in in AEW? So far, I'm not huge on how they've used Miro. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Biggest improvement has been the Dark Order. Oh, yeah. Uh, Flat says the Young Bucks are injured. Who fills in if they can't go? Where the, They're injured? That's that's another... I mean, that's another possibility. Oh, kayfabe-wise, yeah. Is, is they, they're writing off Matt um, with this. And, yeah, somebody else would have to step up. But I don't. I just don't see the Young Bucks not being at a pay-per-view. Yeah. They're very, they're a very deep. It's a very deep company, but the young bucks are the young bucks. Yeah. How about this? What if, what if somehow Wardlow beats Page next week? Matt can't go. Hangman has to step in for Matt to be Nick's partner. Uh, probably not going to happen. But no, I mean, it's that, not going to happen it's, at all. It's, it's, a, it's a cool suggestion. I like the idea. Fillin, that's Fillin, or he pulls double duty. Uh, Mister Bacon, what a great name. So why was Tully in a mask? Well, I mean, there's CDC guidelines. You're around people. You're supposed to be Dude. wearing masks, social distance, so All on and right. so forth. When the masked man first showed up, what did you instantly think? Who did you instantly think it was? I was like, who is that? And I saw him move. I go, oh, that's Tully. When, he, when, I, when, when I first saw there was a masked man, I was like, oh, cool. Is this when Spears is going to join him? And I looked at him. I was like, the fo- Dude, his Spears not been working out? <laughs> Because his arms are so skinny and he has an old man gut. Yeah. Like, oh, that's Tully. 
But I didn't think Tully was like swinging that chair. He was all up on the turnbuckle. I was like that. That I, it never occurred to me that it was old ass Tully. Oh really? It never. I was like I didn't know Tully could even move. That was funny. <laughs> I was pretty surprised that he did the uh, pile driver spot. But I, like, oh, I know. I know. In fact, the pile driver spot really solidified it to me. Oh, that's Tully. Uh, <laughs> Gareth Nicholas, which wrestler from any time would you add to the original 2000s Jackass crew? Oh, uh, it's got to be Joey Janela. Yeah. Or like yeah. Zandig or something. I don't know. One of those, <laughs> one of those crazy guys. Uh, Shane's birthday tweet does AEW having the talent wrestle indie shows hurt or help the show it feels like a risk to put your talent out at indie shows where things can happen yeah there's that risk even pre-pandemic you have somebody wrestle an indie show they can get hurt and derail storylines um, at the same time though somebody that I think of the talents in AEW made their names on the independent ranks and I kind of feel like AEW they want to challenge WWE but not necessarily at the, at the expense of wrestling as a whole, you know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. something tells me that's why yeah, that's they don't want to, they don't, they don't want to, you know, drain the indies of, of all this really good talent. So, Hey, so long doesn't conflict with the EW dates have at it. You might engender some bad will at the same time. Like the only name that really stands out to me, look, whenever you, whenever you wrestle, like any wrestler will tell you, there's always the possibility of getting injured. That being said, I feel like like Joey Janela kind of takes advantage of uh, the freedom he's given because man, he's still out there. And I'm not talking about the COVID thing, but like you know, when you see what was it? What was it, like his match with uh, was it Leo Rush? Maybe I don't know. I just I've seen too many crazy Janela spots since he's been with AEW, and I know that's his thing. And he's probably told him, look, I, I I'm I still want to do indie stuff. And I'm still going to do crazy stuff because that's what I built my name on. I can't all of a sudden be a mat wrestler when I'm doing doing GCW shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you know, I guess AEW just has to understand, okay, and maybe that's why he hasn't been pushed more than a, a tag team guy yeah. because they know if we push this guy, there's a chance he's going to go out on a weekend and get hurt. Yeah, yeah, I thought that too. Uh, dang MQ, so where was Sheeta tonight? There's still a few weeks to full gear, so I'm not concerned that there won't be a women's match on the card. Yeah, they need to decide who's going to challenge Sheeta for that belt. Yeah. And they start building to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. God, there's like three weeks. It's doing that much? No, it's like two weeks. Two and a half two weeks. weeks. It's two weeks from Sunday. Yeah. That needs to that needs to happen. Uh, Jorge D, are all these Darby Allen videos AEW keep showing having the opposite effect? It makes Darby look like an edgy, hot topic teen. Yeah, the short answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I will say this: there's some uh, it, 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 from a nostalgia standpoint. Like I, I thought it was cool to see Steve O today. <laughs> Boy, those guys did some. <laughs> Stupid shit in their day. The, yeah, the, the one with him and Pontius from Wild Boys, where they're out there like on the safari or whatever, and they're like in a freaking like lion costume when oh, they're gosh. both in the one costume, and then like that lion or whatever it is like comes running up on them and tackles them. Dude, those guys did some st- 
stupid yeah. shit. Yeah, they did. No, I do. I like. I actually, I appreciate. You're right. I appreciate the celebrity aspect of it because he always gets like cool celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. I think I think it appeals. I think it really appeals to uh, the fan base that they're trying to reach out to. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Hugh Longheavy says Wardlow is like heel Caljack. He was doing some gut wrenches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, dog uh, authority cross. figure. Sorry, go ahead. How often have you two broken out into song while out to eat? Like, Never. I don't think I've done a full-on Busby Berkeley musical type number, Mm-mm. but like, you know, I like to, I like to Ray Fossey musical number, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan. Uh, what do you think Cornette's reaction is going to be about the dance number? Don't care. Uh, crossface chicken stain. Will the Bucks cost Hangman his match against Kenny like he did the Bucks against uh, Best Friend? No. No, I don't think so. I think Kenny's going to win, and then we're going to get uh, a kind of amalgam of when Mox showed up on Dynamite behind Kenny. Yeah. Plus Mox's debut at Double or Nothing where he beat the hell out of him. We're going to see the mm-hmm. inverse of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. We're gonna uh, see. We're gonna see Mox take a one-winged angel on some part of the set. Mm-hmm. Tommy Cat, was that the AEW demo god trying to court the fifty-plus crowd? Well, it's maybe. like the, it's like the sixty, seventy-plus crowd at this point. Musical numbers like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Brownie, did you guys see Scott Steiner on Talking Shop? Did not. I, I saw a brief clip of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Willie Powerbottom. If AEW gets a second show, would you want them to do a brand split of some sort? No, I would not like to see that at all. Uh, Patrick Oliva says, didn't Joey complain that he lost his momentum when he came to AEW and that's why he started doing GCW again? Uh, I mean, look, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know, you know, uh, the, the, you know the behind the scenes stuff on all that. Um, cause I'm sure there's probably several sides to whatever that story might be. If it's a story, um, I don't know. I don't know. Jorge D says Larson carries guitar everywhere. Just in case the musical breaks out. Exactly. Always be prepared. Uh, Adrian C. Uh, do we know why Penta went from junior back to El Seto M? It's probably copyright stuff. Cause I think, uh, I don't know if AAA still owns the copyright to trip to Pentagon junior, but they do. I think that's the reason I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Steve Klain, how would an I quit match play out between the two of you? Uh, we would play Headlocks. NBA. We would play NBA 2k 20 and I would quit. You'd rage quit. I, I because I've done that before. Uh, Ben Mac Comhale. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you guys think a story of Hangman joining and then leaving the Dark Order, similar to Brian and the Wyatts, would work? I would want it to be after his after the finals with Omega, maybe as part of his journey to find himself again. Mm-hmm. Because the Dark Order, they do seem to, you know, follow him around quite a bit. I know he's had a yeah. lot of matches with them, but yeah, yeah, I could see that. That could be fun. I like that bit in the tag match tonight where Silver was trying to get Butcher and the Blade to join a Dark Order. Yeah. During the commercial break, that was good. Our Lopez Ortiz says, I've shown the MJF Jericho segment to a bunch of my non-wrestling friends, and they've all loved it. Uh, casuals love when wrestling is silly and doesn't take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, 
Moses opposes. What wrestling moment did you dislike at first, but in hindsight appreciate or enjoy it? He says he didn't think Jericho was a good idea as first champion, but looking back, he claims he was just wrong. Uh, I mean, I am notorious for flip-flopping on plenty of things. Uh, mainly, it's like wrestlers themselves. Yeah. Um, what wrestling moment did I dislike at first, but in hindsight appreciate it or enjoy it? Man. I don't know. Probably like uh, the, the the career of Bret Hart. <laughs> I love watching Raws from like '95, dude. I love '95, '96. I love that stuff. Yeah. I guess I haven't quite come around on Bret yet. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Uh, let's see here. Tyler yeah, Quint says, "Thank you guys for all the great content. Thank you, Tyler." You, I'm going to head over to the Discord, answer a couple last questions here. Uh, Beans from the East, you see Janelle going to WB at some point with his girlfriend over there. Mm-mm. Uh, they no. won't do any of the stuff that he wants to do in WB, and he won't be able to do GCW stuff. It would be He'd have an even worse time, I would think, unless like mm-hmm. he just all of a sudden was like, I feel like crap, I need a clean slate, I'm fine taking... I, they wouldn't even offer him gobs of money, though. I don't even know if WWE would be interested in him. Uh, let's see here. Dr. Steve Winters. Would Eddie Kingston be doing better or worse with large crowds in attendance? I feel like they could mess with his cadence. No, I think he'd be fine. I think he'd be no. totally fine. And I think but, but one thing I noticed is that when that humidity must be killer because by the time the main event segment with or the final segment with FTR breaking Matt's leg, it felt like there were seven people in that building because nobody mm-hmm. in that building was really saying much of anything. Mm-hmm. And I get that, like, you know, it's open air. The people are all distanced. There's not a lot of people in their first place, but it just felt like extra empty, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, O-Dog has a good flip-flop moment here. It says, uh, start of the 2020 Rumble with Brock limiting everyone until Drew took him out. Yeah, I I, yeah. I thought that I thought that was rad. That was really well done. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that idea going into it, but then when they were doing it, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of special here." Mm-hmm. Um, and Shive, what infamous musical performances could MJF recreate? He seems like he'd fit perfectly with the Grease crowd. Yeah, he looks like a T bird. <laughs> <laughs> Have him do a Vince performance of Land of a Thousand Dancers. <laughs> was it a Triple H who like recreated that? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Vince uh, dancing like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so Vince is so weird. So weird. Yep. They should do a Dark Side of the Ring on just that. Oh, I know. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, that's all I got over here on the Discord. Yeah, that's I'm up to date here on the Twitter. All right, on the Twitch. Uh, yeah, Twitch. Right. Sorry. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow at noon Pacific, three Eastern, with our NXT review. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. 
Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.